On this episode of the Trade Busters podcast, I'm excited to have on Ron Bertino, who is the founder of Trading Dominion and the creator of the Portfolio Margin Trading Tactics course, aka PMTT, which uh, many of you in the Discord have heard me mention in the past. Also, I've brought it up on previous episodes. Uh, the reason is because being a part of Ron's community and taking the course were largely um, influential for myself, not only in the knowledge that I got in options, just a greater depth of knowledge, but inspiring me to really push my own research and develop my strategies at the time into what is now known as the Trinity system. So it was great to have a chance to get Ron on and kind of share his story a bit, talk about how he got to where he is, and go a little more in-depth about the course itself because I know there is um, his website and there's some videos, but some of those um, are kind of dense and long. So just having Ron in his own words kind of talk about all the content and also give my own feedback on my experience from having taken the course. So before we go on, of course, the usual disclaimer, neither Ron or myself are financial advisors. So everything you hear on this episode is for informational and educational purposes only and not to be construed as investment advice. So with that, without further ado, on to the talk with Ron Bertino. All right, guys, welcome to the uh, Trade Barsters podcast. I'm here with Ron Bertino of uh, Trading Dominion. Pretty excited to have him finally on here because I know uh, the guys in my Discord have been talking about the, the course PMTT or Portfolio Margin Training Tactics. And uh, I'm part of Ron's community and uh, finally had a chance to just uh, want to sit down and talk to Ron, get a little bit more about his background and you know, kind of his vision, how, how the course got started, and um, just to kind of learn a little bit more. Um, so Ron... Uh, Thanks for uh, taking the time to to join us here. Thanks for having me. It's it's, it's great to be here. So uh, let's just kind of start off with the usual. And I apologize. I'm sure in the beginning of the course you probably had a little segment on this, but you know, just you know, for for those who don't know you, maybe give a little bit about your background, kind of how you got started. You know, the usual and uh, experience and and all that. Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll go back to the very beginning, I guess. So uh, I was actually born in Argentina, which not many people know about. It's in South America. It's like the Southeast edge of South America. And um, I then migrated through to Australia when I was about five, uh, lived in a city called Perth, which is on the West coast. Um, and basically did all of, you know, primary school, high school, university there. Um, very small town. It's nothing like any of the cities here in the USA, but um, you know, it's, it's really quite small in, in comparison. Uh, Sydney is more kind of like has a San Diego feel, um, but Perth is really quite small. Um, anyway, so that was that in terms of uh, kind of side interest that I, I got into, I was always into kind of like racket sports, but then I got into to martial arts and did a whole variety of different styles. I uh, got my black belt in a style called Yahok Tao, which is kind of like a, a Kung Fu variant, if you want to call it that, but it's not traditional. It's very, very, it's, it's much more similar to like MMA uh, okay. than it is traditional Kung Fu. But uh, yeah, I love that style. It was so damn good. And so I got my black belt. I then became an instructor for a couple of years and, and taught it to, to some people for a few years, which was fun. Uh, unfortunately, the style doesn't exist here in the USA. So I, I kind of looked around for some styles over here. I tried about four or five, but unfortunately nothing gets even close to the style that I did, which is uh, a shame. And I kind of just wanted to get back into training rather than teaching. So I just haven't done it since I've been back here in the States now. Um, 
got married early at the age of 21. Uh, no kids, though. <laughs> Didn't knock anyone up. But um, uh, we started having kids about, you know, age of 30, which is about 10 years after that. And um, so I've got three kids right now. So I've got three boys, uh, 17, 15, and uh, 13, and um, which is, you know, a bit of a handful. And uh, But anyway, so in terms of the, the trading aspect, I started getting into trading. It was around mid 90s uh it was about 95 i think when when i basically got into it and um <laughs> i i got into basically heavy technical analysis kind of stuff like most people tend to get into and uh but like with most things that i do i kind of got a little bit obsessive <laughs> and i was it was funny it was like people would come over to my house and my you know home office kind of thing in, in the bedroom i literally had pasted all over the walls, like setup charts for a particular style of TA entry or exit, whatever that might be. And when and, you said got into it, was this self-taught or are you doing it on a yeah. side? Were you trying to do this for a living? I, I'd always done something off on the side. So in terms of my actual career, I, I, I was in, well, I got my, I got a degree in computer science and information technology. So officially I'm like a programmer by by the by degree that I got, okay. if you like, but I never really got into that career-wise, which was interesting. So I uh, actually, I got into teaching first up. I taught um, uh, computer science and maths at a college for a couple of years. And then um, I switched over through to IT support is where most people tend to start, I guess. And then slowly worked my way through the ranks. And then I transitioned into something called systems engineering which I found quite interesting. And systems engineering is the concept of putting networks together, if you like. So, and I went from one field through to another. So I did everything from, I actually ended up touching pretty much every subfield. So, you know, email, uh, databases, security, uh, intrusions, um, uh, architecture, uh, networking, uh, routers, internet connectivity, uh, backups, you name it. I worked in every one of those areas. And then eventually, once you get enough experience in each one of those areas, you then tend to get in through to what's called a solutions architect. So now you've got enough experience in all the pieces that you now know how to put the entire jigsaw together for large companies. Um, so, and that was then, that became my specialty after, after a while. So I would then be consulting on large projects to large firms. This is still in Australia at the time. Okay. And to um, basically put the entire network together, or they they may bring me in and they say, look, you know, can you analyze our network and tell us, you know, how we could improve, or whatever that might be, and I would then design it. And initially, I would actually then be deploying, um, actually doing the work. But then later on, once you kind of get through to the higher levels, then you just don't have the time to do that because your specialty is the design of solutions. So then you just handball that through to other people and then you manage the project from a high level instead of actually having to do the work and then so the, how did the trading come up like was this yeah, something that, that was had? always kind of like off on the side um i'd always had an interest in you know being able to have some additional source of revenue plus i, I always thought that you know i didn't want to be an employee forever and uh you know you don't want to have to be <laughs> working for a boss you don't like or you know, doing things that you don't think are right and whatever, you just don't have a say. So I, I wanted to do my own thing at some point. So I thought, you know, getting into trading would be a, an interesting uh, side hustle, if you like, initially, and then eventually may grow into something that I could specialize in. 
So um, yeah, and I got into to the TA, the technical analysis side of things. And um, one of the first ones that I remember was, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of it called the pristine method. They're actually still around. Uh, I haven't. Yeah, no, that they were back in the mid to late nineties, they were quite popular. They, they were, you know, they had a huge uh, following and I, I got sucked in and, but like I said, I kind of went obsessive. So I had, you know, charts pasted all over my, my office and people thought I was <laughs> you know, kind of crazy when they go in there. And, um, and that was all Delta one kind of directional trading. Yeah. Yeah. yeah all, okay. all pure directional trading. And, um, I got sucked in through to the really, uh, difficult part of it, which is day trading. Uh, you know, you're sold the dream that hey, you day trade and you yeah. can do this for a living once you learn how to do it properly. So I got sucked into that. And, <laughs> uh, the fact that you're in Australia doesn't help. <laughs> so what I mean by that is, um, you know, Eastern time here of say 9.30, you know, 9.30 to 4 PM Eastern time in Perth, uh, 9.30 AM for Eastern time is 10.30 PM. Okay. Perth time. Right. So, and now when you're day trading, you're basically day trading. If you want to trade the entire day, you're tra day trading from 10.30 until 4 AM. Right. <laughs> okay. So um, not good hours, but I, did do that. So I kind of, uh, for a while would be, you know, working, uh, you know, during the day doing my IT job, then I'd come back home and then, you know, do a quick bit of exercise, whatever, and then hop onto the computer and then day trade for a few hours as, as long as I could before I kind of, you know, just zonked out and then, you know, hit the next day and so on and so on. So that was not good <laughs> in multiple ways. Obviously it's, you know, super draining to, to have to mentally have your brain on for such long periods of time. Um, but the other thing that kind of sucked was that um, I would have issues now with like my wife, because now when we want to go on a holiday or something like that, I just couldn't click off. You know, right. I had all these trades and I was like, I can't be without my computer and I'd have to be on, you know, get some kind of access through to an internet cafe at the time, because you couldn't trade from a mobile in, in those uh, times. So um it became really tough to to not be just fully wanting to know every second of the day what the hell is going on with the market, you know? Because uh, I'd also trade futures too, which was twenty four hours. Which uh, you might think, okay, that's the solution when you're in Australia because you can then trade during the extended session. But um, you then quickly learn that the extended session is very different through to the regular trading hours. So yeah, um, that's basically. Um, when did options come up? How how long into you know trading did you first? Because that, that's a whole other dimension. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was a fairly typical journey. I think that I had compared to many other people, where a lot of people tend to start with technical analysis, that then do that for uh, it might be years or whatever, and they run into frustrations, and they say, you know, is there some other way? And then you know somehow you come across the concept of options and you then may get tied in through to that from the perspective of thinking of leverage. Yeah. Um, but the other thing that kind of got my attention was, uh, well, a couple of things, but one of them, I guess, is I'm a bit of a sucker for uh, learning things. So the complexity of options looked alluring to me. It's like, that looks really interesting. It looks like something complicated that I don't yet understand that I could uh, learn. And then when I started learning about Delta neutral trading, that to me sounded like a holy grail at the time. It's like, watch, you can actually make money regardless of what the market's doing. Um, and that was very appealing. And 
then then I thought, well, that's perfect because if I could do both directional trading and take advantage of you know breakouts and trends that you know continue for a while, then I can complement that with my delta neutral trading. And with delta neutral trading, then when the market's choppy, then my option trading is doing great, even though my directional trading is not doing great because it's just chopping around. So I thought that that'd be perfect to to combine the two together. And uh, so then I started going, you know, again obsessively learning from uh, every guru that seemed reasonable, every course I could get my hands on. Uh, I have no idea how much money I ended up spending on training, but it easily tens, as in multiple tens of thousands of dollars in, in that I sunk into training. Unfortunately, most of it was you know rubbish, um, as we all know. And but what would happen is that you know I'd complete a course, and even though. I may have found the course in general to not be very good. I came away with some gold nuggets and then slowly I would keep building up those gold nuggets. And eventually I got to a point that I felt that I had enough gold nuggets that I actually knew what I was doing, even though I wasn't necessarily following any specific course or guru or whatever. I was just trying to put everything together and including the directional trading stuff that I had done as well. I would try to apply some of my chart knowledge to the option trading that I was doing at the time too. Yeah, you so know, I was, I was actually going to get into that. Although you, you kind of answered it, just that it seems like you weren't following. I was going to ask you about any particular books or people you follow. It seemed like you kind of did a little bit of everything and just yeah. took away a little bit. Was there anyone in particular that stood out or was it just kind of all blur? And like I said, most of it was just picking up nuggets here and there. Nothing that was... Yeah, m- most of it w- were nuggets, but... I guess, you know, when I started with the the TA stuff, the pristine method was the thing that really got my attention. I I sunk into that quite a bit. And then there were other gurus. There was, um, from a TA perspective, but this is later on, but there was another guy that I liked, um, a guy called Barry. He he ran something called Top Dog Trading, which is a kind of crazy name for a a site. But um, (laughs) I actually liked his stuff. And uh, those were probably... Um, two that kind of come to mind, but there was just so much rubbish, unfortunately. And well, I say rubbish, but of course that is personal opinion. Okay. So some of the things that I consider rubbish, I'm sure there are other people think that is fantastic. Uh, But at at least with my own personal evolution, uh, I I think you have to go through and, and get exposed to a whole bunch of different stuff and you just get a feel for through experience and losing money. <laughs> you get a feel for the stuff that actually works for you versus the stuff that doesn't. And I think that's a fairly constant evolution. I, d- I don't think you will ever get through to a point that you know that this is it. I think trading, one of the things that's interesting about trading is that it's, I think, a never-ending curve of learning, right? You can always keep learning more and more and more and more and become a better trader with time. So, um yeah, but, but I guess those were the you know two that, that kind of come to mind from a TA perspective. From options perspective, Jesus, there were a lot, but um, probably the one that came to mind was that this is down the road. This is after I came came over through to uh, the USA, right? And um, I was with a community called uh, Sheridan Mentoring. So okay. that's a guy called Dan Sheridan, and I was there for a, you know a few years. And at the time when I was learning, uh, it was great. And the community was really good too. And, um, but after a few years, I kind of felt that I outgrew the community and, uh, it was funny. It was like, I was helping so many people in the forums now that everybody thought I was one of the trainers. Okay. <laughs> so, that makes so Dan sense. was like, no, 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 he's not a trainer. He's just a dude, you know? Um, 
but then, like I say, I, I kept trying to learn more and more and then started to realize that some of the stuff that was being taught was uh, either not quite right, let's just say, or incomplete. So then I would introduce some of these new concepts. And then, of course, that would ruffle the feathers of the main guy there, you know, Dan Sheridan. And, uh, you know, we got into arguments and all this kind of stuff. So um, that was to me the sign that, okay, it was time to move on. I didn't want to cause problems for, for his community. So um, at the time, myself and quite a few other senior traders from there uh, moved over through to another place called Capital Discussions. And that was another kind of interesting community to be a member of. And I was there for a while too. And same kind of thing, you know, became very active there, tried to help as many people as I could. And, uh, but eventually it, it felt that it was time for me to start my own thing. And I felt that I had, you know, enough experience and knowledge to try and help people. And also being frustrated by just the amount of rubbish that was out there. That was another big driver too. You know, I really wanted to say, look, here's the stuff that at least through my experience works and works well, and you can kind of ignore all this other stuff. And I had, you know, one of my, my favorite things to do, if you like, is to do, I call them, you know, guru, guru takedowns, you know, where I don't necessarily go after a guru. I just attack the concept. So I say, look, you know, we, here's a, a trade or a concept. I, I don't necessarily say it was by you know, Joe Smith, right. it would, he's just a concept, say something simple, like say trend lines as an example. Right. And then I break down the concept and then show why that just doesn't work. It's completely inconsistent. It's completely subjective um, and so on and so on. And that can be applied through to many areas of technical analysis. It can also be applied through to concepts in option trading. Right. Yeah. So, and yeah. Uh, you know, I think we're, we're basically leading into the start of trading dominion, but before we do, uh, can you give a kind of an overarching, how long have you been trading up to this point? Was this you know, 10 years, 15 years? And is there a general sense of like, you know, kind of the trajectory of your part where you, you know, ups and downs in the beginning, then it's kind of slowly steady and getting better. Or was it always, you know, kind of what was sort of the trajectory of your success, yeah. I guess, um, up until that point before. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, I kind of think it's fairly, common if you like but so i started getting into the ta uh, stuff first then i would again follow all the gurus because i felt that i didn't know enough so not only was i learning ta stuff but at the same time i was you know subscribing to all these different advisories and signal services and all that kind of thing because i thought i didn't know enough so therefore i need to follow someone that does know what they're doing well i quickly found out they didn't know what they were doing either right so um when we ran into crashes and so on, because if you recall, you know, into the after the 2000 uh, period, we ran into the the you know all these tech companies starting to crash and so on. So all of these gurus started experiencing a lot of pain, and many of the subscription services that I was following started getting a lot of pain too. And I I lost plenty of money doing that too. And that was, you know, one of the things that once you feel enough pain from following signal services. I think eventually you feel like, okay, this is silly. I need to learn to do this myself, you know, not follow some guru that you just don't understand what they're doing or how. And I refused from that point forward to ever follow a black box signal type service again. But by black box, I simply mean that you're dependent on not a particular trade plan. You're dependent on the guru right. or the signal that the guru is running. 
And I said, no more. That that just doesn't fit me as a trader. Um, so I will either buy his course and study the course, and then I can trade it myself, or follow maybe someone that is trading a plan that I have validated myself. I just don't have the time, let's just say, to do all the analysis and so forth. So I'm fine. I'm happy to, if you like, outsource the expense of all of that work that the guru is doing, but I know that I can replicate based on the trade plan that that guru is following. So I would be okay with that. But if it was a black box signal where they just, you know, wouldn't tell you how they're trading, they just say, you know, trust me, you, or, or uh, they're following their own private trade plan that they don't share. I just refuse to, to do that from that point forward after having lost plenty of money in following signal services. So that was one step. Um, then I came across the, the like I said, the concept of options. And initially I got entered to it, you know, from a greed perspective, because I thought, oh, I can get all this leverage for a small amount of money. Fantastic. You know, instead of buying stocks and ETFs, buy calls I, and I can buy calls. Fantastic. Right. And um, I started just experimenting, just replacing stocks with options, purely trading directionally. And I was doing that while I was still in Australia. And then when I came to the US, um, that was pretty much where I started getting in through to Delta neutral style trading and getting much deeper in through to understanding how options worked, all of the Greeks and then all of the, the baloney that was out there as well, like taught by gurus that was actually just wrong. And that was the tougher part that required quite a bit of work. Um, so first you got to learn everything they teach. And then after that, through your own experience, you then kind of try and validate whether what they're saying is true or not. And uh, plenty of times you then find that stuff that you do just doesn't match up through to what they're saying, right? So, you know, simple things like, ugh, I mean, there's, there's actually a ton of them, but you know, everything from, you know, the so-called best place or time to sell an option through to things such as, you know, when IV spikes, then, you know, you never want to be selling, you know, far out of the money or far out in time, I should say, structures, or when IV is low, you absolutely want to be buying, you know, uh, leaps and all this kind of stuff because you know then when IV increases they're, they're going to explode which is all baloney it just doesn't work that way and but I found that out after quite a bit of time and just again through through experience after having studied um, from the gurus and then trying to expand on that so that was basically the 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 path if you like in terms of the steps and again you know studying everybody that I could that I could find that seemed decent losing money both on the course which was uh, most of the time you know pretty bad and then advisory services is that you know hurt me pretty bad as well so uh plenty of pain along the way <laughs> for that how, about how was this about a five-year process longer no 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 it was i i started trading in mid 90s i think it was about 95 okay where i started that was the directional stuff and then with uh getting seriously into options but from a delta neutral perspective that's Pretty much when I came to the USA, that was um, 2007, I think, when I came out. Through wow. to USA. Okay. So, it's been a, so it's quite a long time then. Okay. Yeah. I think I've been here about 15 years or so, something like that. All right. So, um, yeah, a long time. And it's been definitely a long process. Been but a journey. Like I, said, yeah. I, I don't feel it's, it's a journey that ever ends. You know, I, there's just a mountain of information that you can keep always learning, which is great. All right. And then so Trading Dominion, um, how did that? You know, you mentioned the idea of kind of doing your own thing, wanting to educate. How did that first get started? What was your your vision for it? You know, when you started, yeah. it was actually born out of a lot of frustration, to be honest with you. And 
you know, there was just so much rubbish out there that it became frustrating to see, not just for myself, but I would then feel bad for all of the students that were learning from these people that were teaching rubbish and they didn't yet have the uh, knowledge or experience to realize that. And I just felt bad with them well, knowing that that would then end up losing a lot of money. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of these people I considered to be friends in, in these communities. So I wanted to try to be able to help. But at the same time, I realized, just like I mentioned with like the Sheridan um, community, that sometimes then when I'm teaching stuff that conflicts with what that community is teaching, then I would run into problems with the guru. So that was part of what then made me realize, okay, it looks like really the only politically correct way to do this is just to set up my own community. That way, no guru is going to complain that I'm, you know, talking against what they're trying to teach. And I have complete freedom without any kind of censoring of myself to speak what I consider to be the truth. And, uh, and you know, without, you know, having to, to taper down certain words or not say things as forcefully as I want to and so on. So, it was that. And, um, and the other thing is that I felt that I had enough knowledge and experience now to provide value to people. Plus, I, you know, I've worked, even though I've worked in the IT field, I've worked for many years in terms of improving my presentation skills, improving my teaching skills. I actually have a diploma of education as well. But to me, that was a key thing. And I feel that I've become through the years pretty good at being able to teach things in a clear way. So I thought if I can combine my teaching and presentation skills with the knowledge that I have from trading uh, and the fact that I felt that at the time, uh, and I still do that, I'm teaching things in a different way through to what everyone else out there is teaching, that that could provide, I hoped anyway, um, value. So I, I basically launched Trading Dominion and the uh, PMTT course while I was still actually working for uh, a large company out there doing my solutions architect stuff. And I was at the time flying, it was pretty horrible. I was basically flying all over the USA every single week, Monday through Friday, right? So I would come back either Friday you know, night and, uh, but then, you know, either then Sunday night or super early Monday morning, I'd have to fly out, out again. So that was something else that was kind of wearing me down a bit. I'd barely be spending any time here with my family. And I was just always, you know, either having to FaceTime or just, you know, doing a, doing a normal call and just missing out on everything. So I thought, look, if I can launch uh, this company, that's, that may be, provide a way that I can also, you know, step out of being an employee and having to just travel 100% of the time all the time and, you know, be home with uh, the family a little bit more as well. Okay, so so, yeah. so PMTT again. That's portfolio margin trading tactics. That was yes. that was the first course, and that was the yep. one that was when Trading Dominion launched. And I guess there was that, and then the forum and the community. Those were the yep. original. Okay, um, and then I, I want to focus on that. But just before, uh, I know you offer other courses right now. So what else um, do you sure. offer uh, in Trading Dominion at the moment? Yeah, well, just from a high level, I guess the PMTT course is a course for advanced option trading. Okay. So it is not a newbie course. Um, if you haven't traded for, you know, I'd say a minimum of six months live, then it, this course is probably, you know, not, not for you. Um, it, it really requires you to have the basics down already, you know, no first order Greeks and that kind of thing. And, you know, I, I don't spend any time 
explaining what is a put, what is a call, all that kind of stuff. I'm just assuming you already know. So it is for advanced option trading. And we, uh, we I guess we, we'll talk about it in, in more depth in a bit. But the other courses that I have available is uh, one of them is called Portfolio Investing. And that is a concept where I teach you a whole bunch of, let's just say, basics that you really do need to know as a trader. And every trader needs to know these things, everything from multiple ways to measure uh, risk and performance and understanding ways that you can be tricked by either either by marketing style gurus or yourself. A lot of the time you, you look at performance in a fairly traditional way and without realizing it, you're actually misleading yourself. And there are you know, multiple ways that that can, that can happen. So I explained the basics and this course actually is for both newbies and for more advanced traders as well. I, 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 it's a generic course that doesn't require um, prior knowledge on options or anything like that. As a matter of fact, it doesn't deal with options in any way, the portfolio investing course. So what you do end up trading, if you like, is our uh, exchange traded funds and you're combining them together such that you're getting the benefits of diversification there. And diversification is not just to, you know, most people think that it's a way of reducing risk. But if I were to tell you that, uh, for example, investing in SPY is essentially investing in 500 different companies. So you might think, well, if I invest in SPY, I'm diversified. Well, to a degree, that's true. The problem is that if you have a look at the drawdowns of SPY, you'll see multiple times it draws down by about 50%. And it's happened multiple times. That there's nothing telling you that it's not going to draw down 75% in some time in the future or more. So just spreading your bets, if you like, across multiple companies is not sufficient diversification. You really need to diversify across multiple what are called factors, right? So you might be uh, diversifying across momentum, low, uh, low volatility, value. Uh, uh, you can then put things together where you can be dynamic and you can rotate and rebalance your portfolios at the end of the month, which is primarily what we tend to do with that particular style of investing. So the key is to uh, trade, let's say, roughly six or so portfolios. And you're then trading that as one big portfolio, if you like, and hopefully now getting very nice, consistent returns, but also with very controlled drawdowns. So when the market is crashing, say, 50%, you want your combined set of portfolios to maybe draw down maybe 15, let's just say, right? So it's, it's a nice, slow and steady um, thing that is dynamic in the sense that you're rebalancing at the end of every month and uh, teaches you, again, a whole bunch of core important things that can that are not just applicable through to that course, but can be applicable to any style of trading. So you can take stuff that you'll learn from that course and apply it to your advanced option trading, as an example. All right, so that's called Portfolio Investing. And then the new one that I launched um, late last year is an algorithmic trading course, but based on data mining, even though data mining tends to almost be a bad word these days. Right. It is the concept of, I, I consider it kind of like a gentle introduction to algorithmic trading because you can get into algorithmic trading without needing to learn how to program. So no coding requirements and no coding actually done in the course either. So what happens there is that we use some technologies that do data mining and we then run through a pretty extensive process of multiple steps of validations that have to occur. 
And then at the end of that, the technology itself produces the code. So you don't need to know anything about code. And then you take that code and you then place that into an execution platform. And there's multiple platforms that we, we teach. And now you learn to monitor, trade, and adapt. Uh, adapt as in, you know, know when to size down, know when to get out of a particular algo that may not be performing correctly, so on and so on. And you can now get into to the algorithmic trading side without needing to code, which I think is a really good way, especially to diversify far more extensively. Because even though you may be doing option trading, even though you might be doing ETFs with the portfolio investing course, the algorithmic trading thing allows you to tap into any market, any time frame, any underlying. So you can be trading futures, commodities, forex, breakout trading, reversion trades, volatility trading, volatility ETPs, you name it, you can do it. So to me, it's a really nice way to combine them. And you can see that from the, they are three separate courses, but they're three separate courses that are very complementary as well. And by trading all three, you can get a really nice, very well, I think, diversified portfolio, not just in terms of what you're trading, but in terms of the strategies themselves. Yeah, on, on that note, actually, as you mentioned with the portfolio investing, that course itself didn't deal with options. But I think in the, the PMTT group, like some people were combining, you know, almost running like a core portfolio and maybe running option strategies on top, taking advantage of that margin. Do you get into that in yes. that particular course or is that more for people who do the option, yeah. you know, the, the portfolio yeah. margin? Yeah. All right. So let me quickly explain that. Um, so, uh, all right. The portfolio investing stuff is going to teach you to trade the ETFs and those ETFs have to be purchased. In purchasing those ETFs, you're consuming cash. I know this all sounds obvious, right? But it's not quite. Um, because what happens then is that when you're then doing the PMTT course, the PMTT course is going to show you advanced option trading. But the vast majority of those trades that we do, the core trades, they require something called margin, which we can talk about a little bit later on. But they consume very small amounts of cash. So what happens now is that you can Let's say that you've got, I'm just going to pick a number. It doesn't need to be anywhere near this big, but I'm just going to call a round number. Let's say, you know, 100K. So you got 100K. Uh, you can then take, let's just say, 75% of your funds and then invest those into the ETFs, you know, say six or different portfolios of ETF style trading from the portfolio investing course. And that now leaves 25% of that account in cash. Now, from a net liquidity perspective, you still have $100,000. You've got 25% uh, in cash and the other 75% in ETFs, but those ETFs have value. So as far as the broker is concerned, they, they see the 100% of your account as marginable. So what happens now is that you can then have your advanced option trades that require margin, but very little cash, and layer that on top of that same account. So you're kind of double dipping to a degree. And this is why it's really important not just to do very aggressive style trading with the portfolio investing stuff, because I actually want that to be very slow and steady and consistent. I do not want to see large drawdowns there. Like I said before, if the market draws down 50%, I want to see maybe a maximum of 15% drawdowns in that. And that is important because of this layering effect as well. Because when we layer the option trades on top of that same account, we can now boost our returns pretty darn significantly, typically by about 50%. So let's say that you're trading 
option trades in the PMTT course, let's just pick a number based on a fairly common number of what my students hit. Let's just say it's 20% on your entire account per year doing option trading, which is great. Uh, you know, you're killing the hedge funds in, in terms of performance, which is awesome. But if you can now, let's say, pull maybe 8% return from your portfolio investing um, trades, then that's almost a 50% bump, okay, from 20 right. to 28%. So, but the key is to do it conservatively. Um, and again, our option trades are all hedged uh, for Black Swan events. And those hedges can actually, to a degree, even protect some of your uh, portfolio investing drawdowns as well. But even with no extra hedging, remember your portfolio investing stuff, hopefully is only going to draw down roughly 15% when the market's going down 50 anyway. So you, that layer needs to be slow and steady with good risk-adjusted returns, but shallow drawdowns. Um, that's the key. And then you can combine those two things. And like I said, that is a pretty darn good bump in returns going from say 20 to 28%. Yeah, no, thank, thanks for clarifying. I think, um, especially for people who may not have followed the other episodes of my podcast, but for those that do, they're, they're very familiar. I call it kind of return stacking. You know, you're basically running the two things in parallel. So um, yeah. that, that's something I mentioned. Uh, and I noticed that the guys in the other group, you know, PMTT were, were using that similarly. So, so that makes a lot of sense. So yeah, no, let's, let's go on and talk about PMTT itself. Um, you did already touch upon it. It's not for, you know, total newbies, um, but I mean, there are some foundation uh, sections in the course, but I guess, again, you're kind of assuming there's some, you know, like I said, six months trading live, at least yeah. first order Greeks. Um, so you may be going to some more events. You, you kind of summarize those, but then use those as a springboard to talk about kind of second order Greeks and a little bit more advanced stuff, right? That's, that's kind of where you pick up, yeah. or at least that's the beginning. Yeah. So in terms of, you know, what foundation should people have, you don't need any, you know, technical analysis skills or anything like that for any of my courses. Um, so that's one thing. Um, and you, you can even be completely agnostic. So there are plenty of people in the community that just simply do not believe that technical analysis has anything to do with their trading. And that's fine too. So no TA requirement. Beyond that, in terms of knowledge, then I would say understanding what a call and a put is. And then I've mentioned first order Greeks, but if that's not familiar to you, basically it just means, you know, Delta, Gamma, Theta, Vega, you should at least know what those things are. So if I tell you that, you know, your position has too much Delta, too much, say, positive Delta, you should visually at least know what that means, right? And what should you do if you want to flatten out your position such, such that it's, just delta neutral as opposed to being very positive delta. Or if I were to ask you, you know, which Greek is the one that gets affected by, or at least shows you the PNL if IV were to go up or down, you should know that it's Vega. Okay. So just very, very basic concepts of delta, gamma, theta, Vega, and what is the call, what is the put. And I would say in terms of practical experience, you know, at least six months of trading doesn't need to be delta neutral, but just trading options. Um, in some fashion is I'd say sufficient. If you've got that, then I think that's fine in order to you know enter in through to the PMTT course and then study all of the content that's in there. And remember that you're, all right, well, first I'll touch on the content. So the content is, I have to check it out again, but it's well over 50 hours of content. So it's a big course. Yeah, it's, it's long. Not, you just added yeah. more, right? You just added yeah, yeah. More. I, I keep adding uh, as we go through time too. So if I had to guess, I'd say it's, probably well over 60 hours um, now. But anyway, it is a big course. Um, I think it's good in the sense that 
it means you get good value for money. Uh, and to the best of my knowledge, there's no fluff in there. Okay. So I don't waste time talking about super simple stuff or repeating the same thing over and over again. It is a whole pile of stuff that I believe is important to understand. There are some trades in there that were, let's just say, more appropriate for when the course was launched. Uh, and I've left those trades in there because I think there's still good knowledge to be gleaned from understanding those trades, but also knowledge to be gleaned from literally being able to see how trades can evolve, which is part of what I'm trying to teach. Okay. Because what you'll find with many other gurus is that you'll go and you buy a course and the course is basically, you know, a trade plan says, follow these 10 bullet points and you're good. What will happen though, is that the market will morph. It will change the market condition, the type of volatility environment, the, 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 you know, the trending aspect of it, whatever that might be. And then suddenly that trade plan no longer works. So what happens now? Well, now you're screwed. And now you got to go back to the guru so that he can sell you the next course. Okay. So I've never wanted that. What I, what my intention with every course that I create is that by the time that you complete the course, you are hopefully as skilled as possible to fully understand and trade that plan, including if the market condition changes. And, and that's tough to do with option trading because there are so many elements that are involved in option trading. Directional trading to a degree is far, far easier because it's just delta. It's just direction. Um, option trading is like a multi-layered onion, right? You peel one layer and you, you see that, you know, 10 more layers underneath. So it is more complicated. And that's part of the reason that the course is bigger, right? Uh, I'm trying to pass on that information. And there is no, also part of the reason why it's big as well is that my intention is so that when you finish the course, you will not need any kind of coaching whatsoever. Coaching is not a part of my business model. I do offer it just because, you know, if someone absolutely wants it, sure, I'll, I'll have it there. But I kind of see it almost as a failure on my part <laughs> if you come to me at the end of the course and want coaching, right? And uh, my first response to anyone that asks for coaching is, have you completed the course? If you haven't completed the course, I will direct you back to complete it before you get coaching. Um, why pay for coaching if it's already in the course, right? So that is another difference through to how I, I run the business, whereas a lot of other gurus that will get you in with a bait and switch and they'll give you a course and then their real business model is to sell you coaching for like 20, 30 hours at insane rates. So I don't like that model at all. So that's not what I do. Um, now you'll learn everything from foundations uh, as uh, David just mentioned through to um, you know, different style of adjustments for the downside, different adjustments for the upside, understanding how things morph with time, understanding a whole bunch of topics about volatility, uh, understanding how to hedge your trade. And that is another big difference through to what I teach versus everybody else. You'll find that income trading is actually quite simple if I have to boil it down, right? It's not hard to, to create an income trade, but it's quite difficult to hedge a trade. And a lot of people think that there's some kind of holy grail hedge out there and it just, there isn't. And there's no holy grail income trade either. But I think the closest you can get is to the realization that the best pairing of those two things is when you have a trade plan that has a specifically designed income trade with a specifically designed hedge for that income trade. Okay. And that's what we do. So when we create trades in our community, we always have hedged trades, but the hedges may be different based on the income trade that we're actually choosing. So we've got a whole bunch of 
This is called combo trades, where it's a combination of an income trade paired with a specific hedge that works well for that trade. Okay. So, and you'll learn a series of combo trades that we do um, that leverage different factors, such as, you know, skew, concavity, and various other factors too. And we learn to trade all those together. Uh, so hedging is definitely an important part of, of uh, what you'll learn. And there are examples of, of trades there. There's, you know, walkthroughs of when a crash happens, we walk through the exact trade plan step-by-step, day-by-day showing you, okay, you just follow the trade plan. This is how this thing would have, would have happened. We've got multiple of those. And um, of course, the community is a huge um, benefit through to what you're buying into as well, not just the course. And again, this is another thing that is quite different, I think, from anybody else out there. Um, yes, there are communities out there as well, but what tends to happen is that the, it's, it's a one direction of communication from the guru to the students. Okay. Um, that's not what I wanted to build here. I wanted to build a community where the community would actively collaborate. And even though there are some communities out there that claim that they do that, you find most of the time people just don't. And either for fear or for greed, right? Like they're fearful that if they tell you or they tell others about their trade, then that, that edge will disappear. And therefore you've taken their money. Um, and that falls into greed too, right? They want to make the most amount of money themselves. So why, sh- why tell some uh, other trader about how you're making money? Because then they'll just take it. So I learned that that was a very, um, I wouldn't say selfish, but a, a very myopic or very limited view of the big picture. Because what happens is that no matter how good a trader you are, um, you're not going to be the best at everything. So you may be let's just say a good so-called trader, but are you a good person for coming up with new trade ideas, new variants? Are you, do you have the patience to do the backtesting that's required? Are you good at doing algorithmic backtesting so you can very quickly get a lot of data and then dive in through to the most important pieces of you know, which time periods should I really focus on? Um, are you someone that uh, is, is uh, good at documentation? So you can actually document the exact steps for your trade plan and stick to that particular trade plan. So there's all of these aspects and not just that, but the experiences that you bring. So for example, in our community, we've got people that are ex-market makers in the community. We've got people that run hedge funds. We've got individuals that manage that. We just had a guy uh, that came on uh, about a week ago. He manages uh, multiple uh, over $10 million accounts doing our trades. Okay, we've got people on the other end that are trading small. They don't have the size to open up a portfolio margin account because you need over one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars to open a PM account. So they're trading with e-mini futures, futures options, I should say, and they might be trading with say twenty thousand dollars of money. So we've got those people in the community too, right? We've got people that use technical analysis versus people that don't. We've got people that are our algorithmic traders. We've got college finance professors, and we all collaborate and work together. That to me is hugely beneficial. And uh, being able to put the best minds together for the main uh, skill set that each person has and collaborate on that to me is super powerful. And uh, that's not I had to work for years and I failed many times. I've tried this multiple times to build communities like this, you know, on Skype groups and all this kind of thing. 
and uh, failed many times because it, the community does need to be nurtured uh, both with a carrot and a stick <laughs> right. um, in order for that collaboration to be uh, to grow and to be sustained. Right. So, for example, I'm, I'm very strict with n- not allowing no trolling on my community. No one can use, you know, foul language or be abusive to someone else. Everyone has to be respectful. Um, and I actively manage that. You know, I don't let people get out of uh, out of hand or out of control. Um, and on the flip side, I'm always offering new ideas and encouraging people to connect and to come in and present during mastermind communities. And then we don't just have the presentation, we will actually regularly review a prior presentation and say, how can we take that to the next step? You know, let's take this and tweak it like this and tweak it like that. And now how, how can we evolve that trade to something better? And then the person that presented it initially is then super grateful because the, the original trade idea they had, now we've got all of these new ideas or new variants that come out of that. Right, so the community really cannot be underestimated. Um, I've even had people <laughs> that have told me that they joined just to be able to get access to the community at the time they thought they didn't even care about the course, but then they ended up going through the course and go, "Wow, that that course was actually pretty good," you know, because uh, they thought that they had enough experience or knowledge such that they wouldn't need anything there. But there's plenty of gold nuggets, I think, for everyone, regardless of what your level of knowledge or experience are. Yeah, no, definitely. That that's a, a lot of great stuff, and I think uh, you actually hit on a lot of questions that I would have asked. But just to highlight some things in case you know people missed it, like you know you mentioned about the course and not needing coaching. But honestly, like that community and your engagement in there, I think is better than any kind of coaching could be normally, anyways, because it, it's active. It's it's you know uh, things that come up in real time and kind of troubleshooting and not just getting feedback from you, but from, you know, cause I'm a member of the community. I've been in there since, you know, last summer um, and a mastermind group as well. So definitely can attest to the value that the community, and, and I do know a couple of people who, you know, join the course <laughs> just to get access to the community. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you answered about, I was going to ask, you know, do you have to have portfolio margin? Because people know that that generally implies a certain amount of capital. So you yeah. can't touch them back. No, it's not as efficient, but people can trade with, with futures options and learning. I, th- I think there's a couple of sections on span margin, right? You, you touch on that yeah, yeah. for people yeah. um, who, and of course, ultimately graduate to it. Because with the portfolio margin, you just have a little more flexibility um, and you can kind of do a little more tricks with the capital. Um, but it is, you don't have to have 100K account to to take this course yeah. or take advantage. And the only thing I, I know is like, I know in different countries and then brokers, some even what's portfolio margin, what isn't, or the mm. amount of margin. It seems like in Canada, some brokers give you very low BP, even if you don't have portfolio margin, even though, so it's kind of confusing. I guess people have to figure out what exactly the kind of capital they have in their brokerages, but yeah, you know, you don't have to have a hundred K account to, sure. to take yeah, yeah, I can touch on that. So um, with, all right, let's just say, let's start with the US. So in the US, you will get access to TD Ameritrade, which is a really good broker to, to consider. And for them, you'll need $125,000 in order to qualify for portfolio margin. And then you have to maintain a, a net lick balance over $100,000. So if you start with 125 and you're now down to say 98, then that's not good, right? You have to mm-hmm. keep it above 100 in order to not get margin calls. So that's TDA, but again, that's only available to people in the USA, unfortunately. Then another popular broker is Interactive Brokers. For them, it's $110,000 minimum to start, and you still have to maintain 
NetLick above $100,000. Uh, so it's, you know, fairly comparable. And, but now when you start getting international, that can potentially change. So for example, in Canada, they have pretty strict broker laws there that they actually don't allow portfolio margin, which is quite a shame. So there are <laughs> tricks involved. You know, you could, you know, set up a, a US LLC as an example, and that's kind of like one way around it. Um, otherwise, you could basically just trade futures options and trade the E-mini S&P futures options and span margin instead of using portfolio margin. Um, other brokers out there may have initial uh, capital requirements that can be far larger. I've seen some brokers that even have $400,000 wow. minimum requirement for PM, which is insane, right? Um, so, but that can vary broker to broker. So that's one of the things you, you do need to check in terms of then portfolio margin versus spend margin. They're very, very similar in terms of the mechanics of how they work. But what happens is that, that if you compare the SPX contract through to the E-mini S&P futures options contract, then the E-mini S&P is half the size. So what happens is that if we have a, a, a particular trade structure, let's just say it's a one lot structure of whatever, let's say a broken wing or whatever that might be. And you then want to replicate that exact structure in the E-mini S&P futures options. You will now need to double up on the amount of contracts that you're going to use if you want the positions to be identical. So they might think, well, that's fine. Well, the problem is that you'll typically be paying a lot more in commissions right. for trading uh, futures and futures options as compared through to the commissions you pay for SPX options. Just to give you an idea, SPX options in general, say somewhere around maybe 65 cents a contract. Whereas for, uh, and this is very broker uh, dependent, but for futures options, TDA sucks. They're terrible. They're $2.25 a contract is their wow. retail rate. Okay. That can be negotiated, but that's their retail rate. Uh, if you then go through to interactive brokers, interactive brokers have far more reasonable contract uh, rate there, which is 85 cents a contract for futures options. So that's quite good. Um, I've also got a deal that I've got for my members for TradeStation, and I've got um, that down to 65 cents for TradeStation. And if you just go to TradeStation now, they officially charge, I think, a buck 50. So their standard rate is much higher. But through my deal, you can get it 65 cents, which is good. But remember, you might think, well, that's great because that makes it the same as SPX. No, no, no. Because remember, you'll need twice the amount of contracts. Right. Okay. So you're still paying, even if you were with TradeStation, you're still paying essentially twice as much in commissions as you are with SPX. So even though it's completely fine and completely doable to start with a small amount of capital and trade uh, futures options, eventually when you get to the point that you now have more than $125,000, you definitely do want to flip over through to SPX just in terms of saving on commissions alone. That is uh, enough of a reason to change. And from that point, you just stick with SPX. Okay, that makes sense. And um, before, you know, we're running up on time here, but before we wrap up, uh, again, I kind of wanted to summarize because the, the more you talk, the more I realize there's just so much stuff that you could just never get to all of it. It's literally uh, so much content. And, but just in terms of kind of expectation, like the course, you know, you're going to, you know, expectation is you come in with basic knowledge of options, but you're going to first foundations kind of take your knowledge to the next level. And then you're going to introduce kind of multiple different income structures that take advantage specifically of portfolio margin and, and kind of really boosting that capital efficiency. But again, recognizing that these are, these need hedges. So there's specific yeah. hedge structures that kind of combo with those. So there's kind of, that's the, the, the trade, so to speak. But I, I think, you know, in the course, there's, you talk about um, 
you know, money management, there's spreadsheets for trying to fine tune how big to trade depending on your account size, kind of draw down risk tolerance. So there's a trade plan that that's, that's done there as well. Um, yeah. So it's kind of holistic, I guess. It's kind of a uh, kind of front to end, you know, kind of that approach. And not only that, but then the community, which is, you know, for people who take the course, but you don't just jump in and, and trade and kind of throw yourself on the fire. But there's other people that probably go through the same thing. And, you know, the Discord or actually not, I don't know if you guys are moving Discord yet, but still on Slack. Um, uh-huh. But of course, this, this for the PMTT and it's the mass group itself. Um, but again, like I said, I'm in, I'm in both of those, but those, there's people in there. And I think it's great to have people that kind of in the same shoes, different experience levels, and you can kind of share ideas and everyone kind of take that journey together. So I think that that's kind of the expectation. Um, and not to mention kind of different goodies like, discounts from brokerages or different softwares and things. And kind of, I think that's kind of the whole package, um, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then finally, just to kind of give my feedback, because, um, you know, I joined PMTT and the Mastermind Group back in July and people who listen to my podcast, you know, that's around the time that started. I had independently, you know, I was doing my trades systems, which, you know, I presented some of them in the Mastermind Group. But then after going through the course, um, and just learning these concepts, I was able to use that. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, taking ideas and developing your own ideas. I, I basically took my strategy and made some adjustments. And then you, you had this whole thing about black swan hedges. And, and, you know, that made me realize like, hey, my trade, even with all the risk management, like, you know, you can never account for black swans. So, of course, people know I'm talking about the bomb shelter and then, you know, finance hedging with the vibranium shield. And again, it's all these ideas that it's just kind of taking these concepts and, evolving my own ideas and adding adding different twists and stuff so you know really it was because going through the course and being you know part of that community and just kind of being absorbed ideas that i was able to kind of push my research you know in in that direction and really take that you know further so it's all all kind of interrelated but that's that's how i that's what i got out of it unfortunately I, full disclosure, I, I do not trade the specific structure you guys teach, you know, but I follow the community and follow the progress and, and, and I believe in it and I like all of it. it. It is, it is not simple. I mean, once you get in the hang of it, I'm sure it's kind of just becomes day to day, but, um, you know, it's not, it's going to take time, right? And 60 hours of course you got to get through. And I don't know, cause I've, I've seen people join the course and they take like three weeks and just kind of go through the whole thing but like really go all in but like it's 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 heavy but if you like it yeah. you know I, I think there's definitely a lot of stuff really sink your teeth into um and like i said yeah. you never stop I've, learning yeah yeah absolutely so again it is a big course for sure um i think that there's enough there's both edges of it so in the, in the sense that there's enough i think general knowledge and concepts that make you become a better trader number one but then towards the end of the course there's like a, a section there called you know core trades and tactics and that just shows you all of the current variants that we're basically doing today right so that will give you the specifics of you know what is it that we should be trading today um, even though there, there were you know other trade variants that were shown throughout the course so that is something that I'll you know maintain going forward as well because again market conditions change or uh, you know for example, a few months back, uh, I came up with a, a new trade idea and that ended up creating what is now one of the core favorite trades in the community as well. So, and that was a trade that is, has worked well over the, just the past few years. And prior to that, it was just a choppy sideways, 
market, right? Uh, from a PNL perspective. And that's interesting too, right? Because that changes through time because it, it may go back to being a choppy sideways PNL for that particular trade and some point of time in the future. When we see that happen, we simply switch. Okay. So we can become adaptable. Uh, but once you've learned the, the core knowledge, um, you can then be faced with a situation that, for example, you see something new or you see a new market condition come up and then you say, hey, I remember that the last time market condition was like this, we were trading trade X, Y, and Z. And now you can go back through to that trade and not start from zero, but you're starting from a core foundation that you know these trades actually worked in this market condition. So maybe they'll work in the current market condition now, or maybe I can just slightly tweak some aspect of these trades in order to adapt it to the current market condition. Right? Yeah. Great. Uh, Okay. Um, and then finally, uh, for people who um, are interested in the course, um, it's just Google Trading Dominion. I think that's the, the main website has yeah. all the Trading courses. TradingDominion.com. Yeah. Okay. And then I think something lately introduced was the, the referral program, right? Because I know, yes. full disclosure, at one point there was the affiliate program, which I've referred a lot of people over to Trading Dominion, but I, I Ron offered me the link. I didn't want to use it because I, I wanted to make my endorsement just fully. Basically, I'm not getting anything out of it. It's just, you know, I just really believe that this is something that's valuable. But the referral link, that's a referral friend program. That's a new thing where I think with the link, um, they use it. They get a, is it a 10% discount? Is that what it yeah, was? It's a, it's a give and get 10, right? So basically, if you use your referral link, once you've purchased the course yourself, um, that will then give you a custom link that you can then pass on to a friend that might want to buy the course, uh, any course, and then they will get a 10% discount. And then if they buy, then you end up getting a 10% discount on any future purchase uh, from Trading Dominion. So that's the referral. Whereas I also have an affiliate program that I've had all along for people that want to promote content more seriously. And just kind of on that, um, another little uh, difference here and this may change, but one of my failings, if you like, of, of how I run the business is that I've spent zero energy promoting uh, this particular course. I literally have never even created a single ad on Google or Yahoo or, or Bing or whatever, right? Or Facebook. Um, all of the people we have in my community, every single one of them, it's been through word of mouth, right? So I think that is an important kind of uh, thing to kind of touch on too. So um, yeah, but for people that are interested in promoting our community more seriously, let's say someone like David that has a following and they want to, to earn some side cash from the promotion, um, uh, that's available too, right? So that's, I've got those two things, both the affiliate program and a referral. Just if you want to bring in one or two friends, the referral is probably good enough. Otherwise, if you want to uh, promote it traditionally in terms of getting you know paid cash kind of thing, uh, commissions every month, then the affiliate program is there too. Okay, cool. And like I said, I'll probably just leave the, the referral friend link in, in the show notes if you guys want to use that and get 10% discount. Um, but yeah, um, hey, Ron, just want to thanks so much for you know taking the time. I know we, we've been in touch for the past few months and really enjoyed the engagement, but uh, it was kind of cool to really get to know the background and how you got to you know where you are today and how this all got started. So uh, again, um, appreciate you taking the time and uh, it's, it's been a pleasure. All right. Thanks for having me, Dave.